Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. We are about to get to the great Mick Gearan for On The Pace today on Sky Sports Radio. On the other side, I caught up with Mark Van Gestel, departing uh, Chief Racing New South Wales, Stuart, a few weeks ago. We'll recap that interview, other side of Mick Gearan, who I hope had a fantastic weekend. How are you of this Monday, Mick? Luke, I'm great, thank you, mate. We're going to talk harness racing in a second. Just importantly for those following the gallops this weekend, Imperatriz, potentially New Zealand's best horse, was going to go to Sydney this weekend. She will not be on the plane tomorrow. She will not be starting in the Silver Shadow this weekend. Uh, sorry, the Silver Eagle this weekend. So no Imperatriz. She'll be heading to Matamata for the Group 1 there, which was delayed from last Saturday. Bit of galloping information there. But for now, we head to harness racing right around Australia's eastern seaboard, both New South Wales and Victoria today, because we have a whole bunch of New South Wales horses doing the job in Victoria. It's Oaks, Derby and Cup Week. And we sent a good squad down there to Melton on Saturday night. And a guy who we know well uh, from winning the New South Wales Oaks on Just Hope, and he's a regular guest on the show, is Nathan Jack. Nathan, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Mate, thank you for joining us. Let's talk about Just Hope. Um, it seems an awfully, awfully long time since she won the Oaks, but obviously these days the three-year-old season is extended to December 31. She went to Melton and won another heat of a different Oaks on Saturday night. And look, she was up against an army of Emma Stewart horses. It's no small feat to be able to beat them. Yeah, that's right, Mick. Um, she's done a great job. Like she, she got a good trip early, but... I think, in my opinion, it was the strongest heat. And albeit it wasn't the fastest heat, it was the strongest heat uh, depth-wise. And um, Pedalante and Incipher are probably two of their better ones. And um, to hold off them is a feat within itself, like you say. But um, we're, we're going to need to improve a little bit before next week. But I think it's improvement, you know. It must help the fact she's by better's delight, Nathan, because it's a long season for these three-year-olds now. You were in an Oaks back in March. It's now October. You're in a different Oaks. Uh, and there's a lot of racing in between. So she seems to be a horse who's happy to be out there. She seems to like her job. Yeah, that's right, Mick. She's um, she's a bit quirky around the stables, but um, she enjoys track work and she enjoys racing, and she doesn't do that much at home, so she sort of conserves all her energy for the races. And She's a big, strong filly, and, and by better delight, like you say, but I'm sure that definitely brings her in good stead for next week. All right, Nathan, after seeing the Oaks heats and driving, uh, you know, and seeing some of these horses up close, you finished third in the other heat with Miss T for Alan Bartley. Are you on the best horse in the Oaks, or is this an Oaks, which is on Saturday night at Melton, which will come down to barrier draws? I think it's very open, Mick. I do think it's going to come down to uh, to barrier draws. I don't want to swap any any uh, other filly for mine, that's for sure, but I've got a lot of respect for a lot of fillies in it, that's for sure. You drove Miss Shanti, who finished third in the last heat. She was only beaten two metres. Um, some people might be surprised she got so close to Soho Historia. What sort of chance would she be in an Oaks? Uh, yeah, she'd be a good chance, but she's going to have to rely on a barrier draw and a bit of luck as well. She's probably one that can't make her own luck, um, where a few of the other fillies, I think, can. I don't think she'd be a leading chance, but um, with luck, I'm, I'm sure she'd be thereabouts. Mate, there was also derby heats there on Saturday night, and look, the both of them in very different ways. 
were no place for the faint-hearted. You drove a couple of New Zealanders, Argyle and Simply Sam. You qualified Simply Sam for the final, but that first heat, 2,700 metres, Nathan, three-year-olds, rating 155.7. It's scarcely believable, even though they've changed the seasons and they would have been four a couple of years ago. They were absolutely flying. Yeah, they run it very genuine, and um, it's, it's unlike them to be run genuine like that. The heat, um, it's usually our first 2,700-metre race, and albeit I don't agree with them, I think there's, there should be 2,200, and they'd be much more exciting racing. That that was the probably exception of the night, uh, out of all the heat, the Phillies and the Colts, because they run it so genuine. But, um, yeah, it's scary to think the times that they run down big, that's for sure. Mate, you drove Simply Sam, who qualified by finishing third in the second heat of the derby, but you're up against a horse who you would have seen a bit of, Captain Ravishing. Now, Leap to Fame ran second in this heat, and he's a proper horse, we all know that. Captain Ravishing sat outside him, paced home in 53 seconds, and beat him fair and square. What did you make of Captain Ravishing, albeit from about 20 metres behind him? Mate, you drove copy that in the smoking up sprint, the defending New Zealand Cup champion. Now he finished fifth. There wasn't much you could do. You had to go forward, and you sat parked. I mean, he was okay. Uh, the news coming out, he's had a grade two bleed after the race, which isn't a particularly big deal, and he is still free to take his place in the Victoria Cup this Saturday. What did you make of that? Did you know about it on the night? Was it visible to you? And what's the reports from trainer Ray Green since? I didn't. I didn't know about it until I was on the way home, and Ray called me. Um, I was slightly disappointed with his last fifty metres, and expressed that to, to Ray. And then, um, obviously, when they scoped him and found that, that gave us a reason or an excuse. So you never like to find an excuse, but you'd like to find a reason. And hopefully, that is the reason why his last fifty metres was probably not the standard to, to copy that. Um, Ray was quite disappointed with the, the result, and. Um, yeah, he's going to run tests this week and see what he can do. I'm sure Ray's a very conservative guy. I know not as quite as well as you, Mick, but I'm sure that if he doesn't think that he can front copy it, copy that up 100%, I'm sure he won't take his place. OK, have you got any indication for the Futures punters at all, Nathan, of where you think he'll start? I think he'll start myself, Mick, because it's only grade two. If they scoped every horse that went round, most of them would be grade one or grade two. Um, I think he'll be there. All right, Nathan, um, you are obviously in Victoria at the moment. Um, I believe you're driving there today. I was looking at the fields, and it, it seems you've only got the one drive, or only two drives today. You're driving Interview in race six. This is at Kilmore. Now, I take it it must be some sort of chance, because I'm sure you're not going to the races for one or two drives just for the fun of it. No, I think he's a really nice horse, Mickey. He's quite an experienced horse, but his trials have been against the past class ones, and um, run really good races, really good trials and really good times and he's uh, got good manners as a rule lately so hopefully he can be on the front end and there's another good horse in it, El Barandino but um, hopefully we can make it quite hard for him and I think we'll be too good for him. Mate, good luck uh, in the Derby, in the Oaks and in hopefully the Victoria Cup this Saturday night mate and then after that the Breeders' Challenge starts to get serious in New South Wales. We're looking forward to seeing you back up here. Thanks very much for your time Mick, appreciate it.
That's Nathan Jack, outstanding, talented horseman, and he could, could have three Group 1 drives this week at Melton. Also an outstanding Group 1 horseman who probably thought he was going to win a Victoria Derby heat on Saturday night is Bernie Hewitt because he sent Rip to Melton and he was absolutely enormous. Came from last, was only pipped on the post by Major Perry who had a significantly easier run. As we say good morning to you Bernie and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us because we know you're on the road to your gara. But you must have been thrilled with Rip's return in the Derby heat. Yeah, Mick, uh, no, he went super. Uh, you know, he, he had a month off up in Queensland and, um, you know, had, had a beautiful little spell in the sun up there and then he, um, he'd he been worked up at home and just had one lifestyle at home and, uh, you know, run over 2,700 uh, tip last, you know, straight back from the white gate and then still finished like he did. Yeah, we're over the moon when he's run. Any concerns, Bernie, that that could potentially flatten him for another 2,700 this week? Because it's not often you see horses back up at this age, 27 into 27, seven days apart. Exactly right, yeah. No, that was the first thing that entered my head. Uh, he pulled up really well, though. Um, stayed down at John Caldo's place, and they said he licked the bin, and um, and obviously he's having a few light days now straight after the race. And um, he'll probably only have one... Um, one decent workout about Wednesday for the race Saturday night. Um, but, you know, all going well. You know, it, it depends on draws, how he's, where he's uh, drawn and how he's, how he's uh, going to be driven. But, uh, you know, I feel that I've never been thinking better. So, all going good. They get a good draw and uh, I think they'll know he's there again. Mate, he's an exciting horse. I'm continuing your interstate attempts to win Group 1s all over the place this year. Big day today at Ugara, mate. It's Canola Cup Day, and we're looking forward to that. And you've got a big hand to play. So, Bernie, we would like a winner because we've all had an expensive weekend. In the second on the card, and they start early there today, the second race is at 12.10, um, you've got uh, Our Sweet Pog and Frozen Jewel. What do you make of them head-to-head in the second, Bernie? Um, not a lot of difference in the two of them. Um, Frozen Jewel probably George on to lead uh, or be thereabouts and the other filly will be just trailing into it and come home late uh, I think we may have lost Bernie there now. Our apologies. Obviously, both uh, Bernie and some of her other horsemen we're trying to talk to today are travelling to Ugarra, so he's had to pull over on the side of the road to talk to us and we do apologise for inconveniencing him. We'll try to get him back We'll try and get him back um, while we wait for that, because obviously he's at different parts of the trip. We may get him later in the show, in this half an hour here on On The Pace. Just on today, Yugara has their big day. It's Canola Cup Day. That's a Group 3 for $30,000. They have a consolation, actually two consolations, and we might try and get Bernie's opinion on those. He has a strong hand today, as does Steve Turnbull. So couple of the uh, the Bathurst trainers have big hands there today and we're going to try and get that information out of them all the markets are open on tab.com.au we'll also try to talk to Luke McCarthy because Luke has expensive ego both he and his wife Belinda in the Victoria Cup this week they also qualified can't find a better man for the derby at Melton but wasn't the best performance of his Australian campaign. So what we'll do is try and talk to him because those fields will be declared or the final acceptors declared, but the actual barrier draws for the Victoria Cup 
won't be till 7pm tonight. Now you can watch that on thetrots.com, but what we will do is try and get Luke's opinion on some of these horses heading forward as this New South Wales assault on Victoria continues. Very shortly, we might take a break here on, on the pace, try and give you uh, time to catch your breath. We'll try and get hold of Bernie because, as I said, it's a difficult time when trainers are driving to the races and we respect their time. And we'll also have Luke McCarthy on the other side to talk about not only the team locally, but the team coming up in at Melton this weekend. So we'll take a break, come back on the other side and talk more harness racing here on On The Pace. Great to have your company on a Monday morning. Skipped breakfast. Matt Thompson. What's the difference between you and what do you have to do differently between Origins, Grand Finals and a normal Sunday afternoon football game? So? You're conscious of the big events, no doubt. So the more people watching, the more you want to make sure you get it right. I try to prepare well for all the games I call. With Origin in particular this year, I was really thorough and I'll, I'll be the same on Sunday just so whenever something comes up that you might need to throw in or you need to pull something off the top of your head, you kind of got it there. You're not paddling. So I thought that's sort of the main thing for me, I think. The Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Foreign-owned bookies like Sportsbet and Ladbrokes are taxed less than other Australian gambling products. Support our call for fair play. Visit fairplaycoalition.com.au for more details. Authorised by Aussie Fair Play Coalition Proprietary Limited, Melbourne. There's a new place to get it all on tap this spring. And it's in your pocket. The new Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns, downtowns, the beautiful game. Australia's biggest game, our other biggest game. A bit of this, this, oh, come on, ref. And this. For sport and racing on tap, download the new Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1800 858 858. The Australian Women's Health Diary, packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports breast cancer research. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths, and participating post offices, and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. The very best of US racing seven days a week. Got runners on top of the world! He wins the Breeders' Cup Classic! Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. On the pace, Sunday to Friday mornings from 10.30 on Sky Sports Radio. So welcome back to On The Pace. We are having slight travel difficulties this morning. It's a busy day with the Yugara Cup Day, or Canola Cup Day on at Yugara today. And... Obviously, some of the leading New South Wales horse people are down in Victoria. One of the question marks about this Victoria Cup, and it's been a really interesting last 48 hours, is the horses who are trying to get into the field. Now, on Saturday night, out of Menangle, we saw a very impressive win in the feature race by Cast a Shadow. Now, some people would say, I haven't heard a lot of it. How would it get into the Victoria Cup? Well, it's actually called I Cast No Shadow these days. It's had an I put in front of its name. It's trained by, trained by Jason Grimson, and he's an outstanding trainer. Cameron Hart drove the horse. We're going to try and get hold of Cameron this morning. Paced 150.5 and gapped them. Bolted in by nine metres uh, in the feature race on Saturday night. They are keen, Jason, who of course has won the Blacks of Fake, won the New Zealand Messenger, and last season won the Inter-Dominion Pacing Final with Bonsal Benjamin. He's keen to get I Cast No Shadow into the Victoria Cup, but there's a log jam at the head of that field as a lot of other horses are trying to get in too. He could be a late mover for that race, 
The other horse who's trying to get into the race, really surprisingly, is Catch a Wave. Now, Catch a Wave is an outstanding Victorian three-year-old pacer, but he had a tough run in that 155.7 mile rate Victorian derby heat on Saturday night. He only finished seventh. He needed to finish sixth to be guaranteed his place in the final. He won't be in the Victoria Derby field unless something else pulls out. Hence, Andy Gath, who trains uh, Catch a Wave, has already nominated and now wants to hopefully accept for the Victoria Cup. Now, there'll be Gallops people listening to this who think, well, hold on, if that thing's three, how's it going into the Victoria Cup? Many people may not know that the harness racing season runs from January 1 to December 31, like the Northern Hemisphere thoroughbred season. So basically, it's a calendar year season. So horses like Catch a Wave uh, and all the three-year-olds racing at the moment, like Captain Ravishing, who was outstanding winning the heat the other day, if they were gallopers, they would be four. But because the season is extended to December 31, they are classed as three-year-olds. Now, this changed about three or four years ago in New Zealand and only changed this year. So we're seeing a whole bunch of horses who are three technically, but would be four in the old way of recording horses' ages become available. So what you do occasionally see is a horse like Catch a Wave, who sounds to be doing something really ambitious, going to an open class Group 1 Grand Circuit race, um, basically aiming for an open class race as a three-year-old, but he would have been four. So he's one horse chasing a spot uh, in the Victoria Cup this week. That acceptance will be declared at two o'clock, the barrier draw at seven. Here's the New South Welshman trying to get into the race. I cast no shadow, and here's what he did to them at Menangle on Saturday night. Run the corner, pitch perfect last 27 for the quarter. I cast no shadow first into the straight, trying hard is perfect stride. Outer Orlando's under pressure. Pete said so, gets into the clear deeper out of Zeus Bro but pinching a break. I cast no shadow. Oh, it's gone into overdrive and dashed away. Outer Orlando and Pete said so battle out the minus, but I cast no shadow too good. Beats Pete said so, Outer Orlando, Burnham Boy, Zeus Bro and then Malcolm's Rhythm, Perfect Stride, followed by Focus Stride, Pitch Perfect, and back at the tail was the Black Prince. He was so good the I cast no shadow, and Jason Grimson so respected by bookmakers that the horse is actually the sixth favourite, so on the fifth line of betting for the Victoria Cup this week. This is pre the final acceptances. He's at $11, but a nervous wait for his connections to see whether he actually gets into the field. So that's not declared for about another three hours and then we'll find out whether he actually gets his chance this week. We have managed to get Bernie Hewitt back and we appreciate your time, Bernie. We know you've got more important things to do than talk to me, but the listeners out there would love a winner. So we got down to race three for the Canola Cup Day at Ugarra today, Bernie. And Better Jewel comes into barrier one. What chance for a mare who I really like and she seems to be a horse who gets out there and tries pretty hard? Yeah, no, she's going pretty good, and um, she's doing I do there, so she could be handy for speed. And, uh, yeah, right. Okay, Bernie, in the fifth on the card, you have our Northern Meteor. Again, another nice barrier draw, but not great form from the last start, and there's a couple of nice horses in here. Yeah. 
Our apologies. We're having one of those days at the office here, and we do appreciate Bernie and all of our trainers giving us the best attempt at trying to give you the information. Just going through the races today, um, the Canola Cup is the feature there. That's at 3.43. Excellent field. Favourite there's going to be Smooth Bonbon for Steve Turnbull, who we were going to talk to today, but <laughs> unfortunately, like Bernie, he is stuck uh, at the same part of the travel between Bathurst and Yugara. So it is our favourite for the feature race of the day. Just getting the tab markets up, and it'll be the one to beat, but... A uh, very good, strong, even field. It's 2.25. Uh, racing time, also from the Turnbull stable. Well, this is Amanda training this against her father, uh, Steve, with Smooth Bonbon. Racing time is at 3.20. So they dominate the market. And the other Turnbull runner, Paz de Cheval, uh, comes in at 3.20 as well. So the Turnbulls should dominate the feature race out of there today. Bernie has better than Lexi in that race, but most of his better chances are earlier in the day. So our apologies, we can't give you more information on exactly what he thought of his horses. It was always going to be a tricky day today. Going back to that Victoria Cup market, we mentioned earlier that uh, I cast No Shadow is trying to get into the field. Expensive Ego, who won last time out, which is about nine days ago at uh, Menangle, is the favourite at $4. Better Eclipse, second favourite alongside Rock and Roll Do. Now, Better Eclipse was second uh, to Torrid Saint and came home well at Menango in the smoke and at Melton in the smoking up on Saturday. Rock and Roll Do was crushing in the Kilmore Cup. He's at seven dollars. Now copy that's at eight dollars and you've heard the concerns of driver Nathan Jack after he had a grade to bleed on Saturday night. So copy that no good thing to start in the Victoria Cup this week. After that you're getting at the slightly longer odds and of course I cast no shadow. Uh, he's only going to be a factor if he does get that start from the racing boys and girls there at Harness Racing Victoria, the racing team, uh, at 2 o'clock today. In the derby, those who didn't see Captain Ravishing come outside and beat Leap to Fame effortlessly in the derby heat. It's worth seeing that video replay available on harness.org.au. Uh, Captain Ravishing, 145 for the derby pre-draw pre-draw, believe it or not, Leap to Fame at 3.80. Then Major Perry, who ran second to Leap to Fame in the New South Wales derby and was beautifully driven by Scott Phelan, his New Zealand co-trainer. He's $9. Rip, we heard from Bernie Hewitt, they were very happy with his performance, is a $12 chance and can't find a better man, another from New South Wales. It's $16, but he led the other day and was by his very high standards disappointing, albeit in a very quick time. That's the Derby market coming up, and then the Oaks market. These are all futures markets at this stage. They're not final field. In Cypher is 2.6 for the Victoria Oaks this week. Just Hope, we spoke to Nathan Jack, is at $4, and Amore Vita, who's had a very long season and has done plenty of travelling, is at $7.50, all followed by a clump of the Emma Stewart trained horses. So very much of the three races, that's the one that could be the most decided by the barrier draw because over the 2,700 metres, the marker pegs will be the place to be. For the fillies, a lot of them may struggle with that extra distance. Let's go back to Melton on Saturday night because the smoking up sprint was won by the very informed Torrid Saint with a couple of question mark runs behind it. 
Maxard better be the bomb and act now. It's Torrid Saint off the back, travelling well. Two metres to copy that. Triple eights awaiting the run in the garage sprint lane. 28.1 third quarter. It's Torrid Saint. Copy that, getting closer. Triple eight better eclipse and then Tango Tara. Turning, it's Torrid Saint from copy that. Copy that, just hung in a little bit. Torrid Saint got away. Triple eight gets the run. Down the outside, better eclipse. It's Torrid Saint in front. Triple eight and better eclipse get home, but it's Torrid Saint in front. And Torrid Saint goes all the way. Torrid Saint won it from Triple Eight and Better Eclipse. The stable mates, both very good. Yeah, gate speed and a no pressure race, a huge factor there for Torrid Saint. But the things go to a new level on Saturday night. So he would struggle, I would suggest, to win a Victoria Cup. But it has been a marker pegs dominated race um, for the last 10 years or so. So that's going to be crucial. That is available tonight online to watch that barrier draw at 7 o'clock. I know we're talking of predominantly about Victorian racing, but of course there is a lot of New South Wales horses in there, including the favourite Expensive Ego, who was unbeaten in the heats and won the Inter-Dominion final last year, only to lose the race in the inquiry room. If you didn't catch Captain Ravishing and you don't follow a lot of harness, you missed something special on Saturday night. He went to Melton, he sat parked outside two-time Derby when elite to fame, and well, he did this. Put his head in front. Mark Pitt asked for the superior effort and Captain Ravishing dashed to the front. Captain Ravishing took over from leap to frame. They've put 15 on bet on the Tiger. Off the back in 26.8. He wants to hang in on the turn, Captain Ravishing. Leap to frame won't give up. He's two metres away. It's Captain Ravishing in front, though. He straightens up. He pulls away. He hangs in again, Captain Ravishing. But he's got leap to frame, who's brave in second. Captain Ravishing wins again and sets up what could be be a classic next week in the final. Captain Ravishing beat Leap to Fame, 20 away, simply Sam from Bet on the Tiger. One of the fastest last 800 metres ever recorded at Melton, 53.1 for Captain Ravishing, trained by Emma Stewart, as you heard in the call from Dan Malecki, driven by Mark Pitt. Now, he sat parked over the last lap, or actually more than a lap, so he covered well more than half a mile in that sectional. So really, he's broken 53 seconds for his last half. Uh, he could be very, very special. He may well be. We'll find out this week and heading into next season. But he's a horse who could well turn up in the Chariots of Fire in Sydney at Menangle in uh, late February, potentially heading to a Miracle Mile. So Captain Ravishing may be the horse to replace Lachlan Barat, who's heading to North America as Victoria's new pin-up horse. And the barrier draw may not affect him in the Victoria Derby because he was able to sit parked outside his main rival last week, suggesting he may well be able to do the same again. He did hang in in the straight, but that was more of a case of getting to the lead and having no horses around him. And he looked a little bit lost up the straight, more so than a horse who was getting tired. OK, let's catch our breath. What is actually happening in harness racing today? Well, what we do know is, is that all the trainers and drivers in New South Wales can't talk to us because they're heading to Yagara for Kanoa Cup Day today. That's OK. There's still winners to be found there. So that racing kicks off at 11.45 this morning, and the Cup is the feature race of the day. It looks likely to be dominated by the Turnbulls. The Cup race goes at 3 43. Tomorrow we head to Menangle. They have their usual Tuesday afternoon meeting. Then, of course, we're going to find out in between that tonight or this afternoon uh, whether I Cast No Shadow gets into the, the Victoria Cup. And we're going to find out the barrier draws tonight around 7 o'clock. Once we've digested all of that, we get through the Derby, 
Oaks and the Cup there this week. We'll find out later in the week whether copy that the New Zealand Cup winner actually starts in the Victoria Cup. So check out harness.org.au or follow some of the Harness Junos on Twitter to see if all that information, where it all goes. The markets will be available tonight from tab.com.au on the Victorian features. Then, of course, we'll still have Menangle this Saturday night. We'll catch our breath and we'll come back to New South Wales for the Breeders' Challenge. Those finals and the Lynn Smith Mile are all on... October 29th. So a huge night coming up October 29th. And in fact, the best night for you to head to Menangle over the spring period if you get a chance to come out and enjoy the harness racing. Not something everybody does from other parts of Sydney or New South Wales because it is uh, in a part of town, which sometimes would suggest getting on the train for those who want to have a couple of drinks makes more sense than driving out to Menangle. But if you do have a meeting calendared in, for any time soon, October 29th is the meeting you should follow. It's Breeders' Challenge Month here in New South Wales. Our apologies today to, or well, our apologies for, not being able to talk to some of the trainers. We'd love to have given you more insight into Yagara today. They're a hard-working club. We wish them the best of luck with their Canola Cup meeting today. All those odds are available on tab.com.au. And as mentioned, there's going to be a lot of developing stories this week. Brittany Graham We'll be back for the next On The Pace at 10.30 on Wednesday to update you. We'll do the same on Thursday and winners here on Sky Sports Radio on Friday. So stick around. We'll have plenty of harness racing information for you as the week develops. If you're having a bet today, we wish you the best of luck.